0: Hello and welcome to the DNA Fat Loss Podcast for Executives. I'm your host, Nutritional, and in today's episode I'm going to be discussing why you should focus on felt gratitude in part five, my final part of my interview with Brian Bergford, Peak Performance Coach. Let's dive right in. Brian, what is one myth in your field, in your area that you would like to bust?
1: I don't know if this is a myth so much, but people definitely, because I'll I'll tell them what I do and then they're trying to wrap it up into something that they're more familiar with. So they'll go like, Oh, you're a life coach. I'm like, no, Um, I'm, I'm specifically working with people that are really high achievers already. It's a very different, Type type of a thing, right? To me, and, it, and it's that version of you know me working with you know back then as a trainer with athletes versus kind of the general public, right? It's like these people to going back to that thing you said with that you liked. People are coming to me with batteries included. That that type of coaching relationship works out. What doesn't work out is the batteries not included. Great you know, like, go talk to these people. And it's, it's, and this goes back to knowing ourselves and what we're good at. I can help anybody. But I feel like I'm at my highest service point where I'm really working with the people that for whatever reason, I feel a draw to. And that I feel that connection with and so I feel like this idea of doing performance coaching and mental training for kind of high achievers getting kind of whittled down into like oh you do like life coaching I'm like it's it's a little bit different and they both have a place and they're both super important but that's kind of a that's that's it's a thing that pops up typically and so it may not be a myth but I do run up against it a fair amount that's a very really
0: good point really good point and one that the, it resonates a lot with me because one of the reasons I kind of changed who I work with and went through a, I guess a year or so kind of work with different people going, hmm, are you right for me? Do I feel at my best? Does this excite me most? And not really, move on to the next. And so I went on this whole journey of, I guess like really trialing and working and chatting with different audiences was to find the people who I get on a call with and I'm like, this is awesome, this is so exciting, you know, this yeah. is what, exactly what I want to be doing. And I can help them the most because they are. Well, we're just bouncing off each other. That uh, we have the same level of values and sort of priorities and stuff. So it's yes. could... definitely definitely resonate. not it?
1: And let me let me say one other thing, really, really quick, off of that, because I, when you were speaking to it, I just thought this is so important. Everything great in terms of progress in life, it happens in the context of a relationship. So the relationship we have in our lives and the quality of our relationships and how we select those things is tremendously important. And sometimes those relationships are just whatever it is. If it's a coaching relationship, you with clients, if it's got to have some chemistry and it's got to have a right feel to it, because, again, as social creatures and social beings, we get into a lot of trouble when we isolate ourselves that is very 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 dangerous especially if people are prone to anxiety and depression and different things like that isolating yourself is like the worst thing ever and sometimes you are one or two relationships away from having the breakthrough you want but you're going to have to make that move to step forward and step out and seek that relationship or just put it out there and trust that it's going to show up. But relationships are everything. So pay real close attention to that.
0: It's a very important point right now, as half the world is in lockdown and spent, well, spending significantly more time isolated away from, away from others. So.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I want to ask my favorite question if you could get the entire world population to do one thing every day. What would it be and why?
1: Great. So (laughs) one thing, this is me being creative with answering your question. (laughs) So I'm not following the rules exactly. Um, Probably meditation and prayer. So I would combine that into pratation or some kind of a word like that. I, I tend to combine those two things. If we actually had think about it if we had an entire world that was doing that and not in a scripted it's got to be according to this certain doctrine way just a true from the heart desire to become a better person to pursue the truth with a capital t and to be like a dog on a bone with that and i just it would be so much different right if everybody was doing that kind of thing and i think one of the elements that's crucial to that recipe being right is spending time in felt gratitude every single day. Felt gratitude, not intellectual gratitude and making a list of things I'm grateful for. It doesn't matter. Here's a key. If you don't feel something, if you don't experience it, it's not real. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Something can be real if I haven't experienced it or felt it. It's not real for you. If you want it to be real for you, you have to feel it and experience it. So if you want gratitude in your life, it has to be felt. And then taking all that power from, you know, your prayer, your meditation, contemplation, practice, whatever you want to call it, and making sure you're deliberately coming to a place where you're experiencing love and sending love to people, even the people that you don't like that you want to punch in the face. Honest to God, if everybody was doing that every single day, even if it was a five or a 10 minute discipline, I sensed there would be a shift collectively in how we treat each other and how we deal with things um, and how we relate to ourselves and the self-care we give us. You know, even the great faiths and religion and like love the Lord God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Everything's predicated upon You have to spend time with yourself and truly love yourself, not in a selfish way, but just knowing who you are at your core so that you can love those other people is so important. So that would be the practice every day I would want people to do.
0: Amazing. Love it. You work with humans, but you also work with dogs. Who do you prefer to work with?
1: I I really enjoy coaching and working with people i just do i love hanging out with dogs don't get me wrong i think dogs are and freaking tastic <laughs> i love hanging out with dogs but my my heart is really for people big time and so i, I definitely prefer the people psychologically people tend to be much more complex be- if you boil it down just because like animals don't have egos. I mean, they can act like jerks sometimes, but there's not this, this, 15 layers, onion layers of emotional issues and its defense mechanism stacked upon rationalization, defense mechanism, rationalization, all surrounded by a huge ego. Dogs are much easier to rehabilitate and to bring through things like trauma than people because they can let things go. Instead of obsessing over their stories and holding on to that, and it's like, I don't know, with people, sometimes you just have to ask them, What's more important to you? Um, holding on to your, that story as part of your identity or having the life you want? Because you're not going to have both. Dogs, you don't necessarily have to go through a lot of that process with. And that's one of the beautiful things that people can look at dogs every day and just be reminded that is, that is a creature that has mastered being present. Being present. I
0: love it. That's awesome. That's, uh, yeah, such a great way to think about it. So what's your favorite breed of dog? I,
1: I'm, I'm actually glad you asked that. I don't have a... Okay. So the truth is I don't have a favorite breed of dog. My preferred breed of dog in the, at the moment is, um, are pit bulls, but that's just because they're the maligned breed, at least in the, the U.S. of the day. Right, Um, and so it's one of those things where it's more, I appreciate being an advocate, but then my favorite breed would probably change 10 years from now when it becomes something else that is in the public eye that gets the most media attention and therefore, and so it's more of an education thing. Honest to God, my favorite dog is just the one that I connect with the best and the dog that connects with their people the best. And that's not about breed any more than for people. It's about, well, you know, I hang out with these people because they share my beliefs and they come from where I come from. It's like, nope, I just want somebody that's genuine and got a great spirit about them. That's the person that I want to connect with. The outer stuff is just the costume people are kind of wearing to the party. Um, You're really looking for, again, that draw, the relationship. That's the piece that I think is, is number one.
0: Very true, very true. Yeah. And the the point about dogs being like so present and just there. So ha- I just think just dogs are so happy that they. That I don't have one yet. We, me and my girlfriend, have a goal. We're so, going to get a uh, red Cavapoo puppy. Um, hmm. And we were talking about this last night. As we were laying in bed. We're like, I'm going to be so much more present when I get a dog, because I'm going to be constantly like checking they're okay and just being aware of them around me all the time. And I think that will be really beneficial for me. Um, obviously I should <laughs> develop some uh, self um, awareness and presenteeism without a dog, but I think that will definitely,
1: that yeah.
0: definitely resonated.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, man.
0: Brian, this has been an absolute pleasure. We're coming up in time, but would you like to share where people can uh, follow you and find you?
1: Yeah. Best place to connect with me is go into bergfordperformance.com, my website. And Bergford is spelled like Berg Iceberg Ford, like the car company. <laughs> so um, you know, if an iceberg and a Ford car had a love child, that would be my last name. So Bergfordperformance.com. And there's There's an app that I have that's full of a ton of stuff for free, the Bergford Performance Systems app. When you sign up and get on my email list, you get access to all that. I spent a ton of time, energy, money putting that together, but I wanted people to have incredible resources. Uh, So that's a place to do it. Social media is beyond what i would consider a necessary evil i don't even know what to call it so i'm on social media but um if you actually really want to stay in contact um be on my email list be the best way to do it
0: cool brian bergford b-e-r-g iceberg and ford f-o-r-d you got it brian it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for coming on the podcast
1: Oh, I've loved every moment of it. Alex, thank you for having me, my friend. And if there's anything I can ever do for you, just uh, don't hesitate.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more goodness, here are a few things that you can do next. First, and most obviously, you can check out more episodes. Secondly, you can connect with me on LinkedIn by searching Alex Hall, DNA Fat Loss Coach, or by going to www.linkedin.com forward slash in slash dna. Fat Loss Coach. That's linkedin.com slash in slash Coach. Look, I'm not going to hard sell you just because you connected me, but if I can help and you're curious to learn more about my programs, just drop me a message and I'll share the details. There's no pitch, just the full info so you can make an informed and empowered decision. I look forward to connecting with you.